0: Yo, we are here. Episode one, Leap with the Legends. Man, I'm joined today by a very, very special guest, my boy, Sun Prairie legend, Nicolay Legend, soon to be NBA legend, uh, Jalen Johnson. Man, welcome to the pod. No, I appreciate you, bro, having me on. Man, no, man, I appreciate you. I know you're busy. Uh, for those of you who don't know about Jalen, I'm just, you know, he's a five-star recruit coming out of high school. Uh, went to Duke, and then he's the first-round draft pick in the 2021 draft to Atlanta Hawks. So, Jay, man, like I said, I appreciate you, you know carving out time. Just want to start from the beginning, though, and kind of get, like, you know, talk about your childhood, your upbringing, and, like, who was the first person that really, you know, put the ball in your hand? Yeah, no, well, my
1: upbringing was great. Um, you know, just my parents provided everything, you know, we needed. Um uh, you know, my dad and, and mom were the first to put basketball in my hands. So just watching my dad kind of play, you know, at an early age, that kind of made me fall in love with the game. Um, and then I got two brothers, of course, you know, that both play basketball as well. So, um, you know, just having that basketball-oriented family, I think that kind of grew me closer to the game and, you know, really made me fall in love with it at an early age.
0: Oh, for sure. Shout out to, uh, you know, the Johnson Five, man. I love y'all family, you know, y'all. Our wow. friends turn family, so you know we in a group chat. You know with your with your parents and yeah. Al and Castle. You know we stay in touch, man. You got to you come from uh you know great stock, great stock. Yeah. So when you were younger, who were some of those players outside of you know your 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 pops and your mom? You know because she's a baller too. You know she's the yeah. she's the best horse player in the, in the family. Yeah. I, I, I hear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, who who were like some of the guys who you looked up or women who you looked up to? Yeah, I
1: mean, LeBron, really, uh, that that was kind of like my guy growing up. You know, I rock with him, whatever team he was on at the time. And, you know, just seeing the the type of person he is, and, along with the basketball player, you know, that kind of, you know, oriented and, you know, aligned with kind of the things I want to do with my life. So just seeing that and seeing all the big moves he's made um, on the court and, of course, off the court, you know, that kind of gave me a sense of direction and, uh, you in some scenarios. So just,
0: you know, I'd say
1: LeBron, there was other guys, you know, I just love watching, but like LeBron was the main guy I honed in on. Um, and you know, just trying to be like him in every aspect. Facts,
0: facts. No, that's dope. That's dope. So from an early age, Jay, like when did you know you were different? Like when did you know you had that it factor? Like when did it click for you? I mean, you know, I was always
1: good growing up. Um but really, kind of like when it all clicked and I was like, okay, yeah, maybe this can be my job one day. I think it was probably you know, once I came to Nicolet, you know that's kind of when we got a routine with things that's kind of when we you know practices were much more intense like you know, just the the game of basketball was treated more seriously, you know in that environment and you know, having other guys around uh around on that team, you know, that played division one basketball and, you know, going up against them every day. Uh, you know, we had a really good squad. So, you know, that challenged me um uh, just to take every practice serious. Um, so yeah.
0: And, you know, and once y'all came to Nicolai, we're gonna get there, but uh, you yeah. know, it was it was it was it was life changing for, for us as well, you know, just to add someone of your caliber. And then, you know, you adding in a young Kobe, you know, your younger brother as well, uh, with, with the pieces that we already had. It was it was you know it was a match made in heaven but uh we gonna get to that but so high school freshman sophomore year you uh you played at Sun Prairie High School right so you averaged fifteen and six as a freshman eighteen and nine as a sophomore y'all went forty five and six in two years and a state tournament appearance what led to with all the success that you had at Sun Prairie what went into the decision to move the family to Glendale to uh to attend Nicolet? You know, I
1: think it's just basketball, you know, that's kind of when things kind of start clicking for me, like I was saying earlier. Um, So just kind of getting in that routine with things, you know, training with Steve Becker at AP, um, you know, having good trainers around. um, I think I think that kind of led into the decision and, you know, just me focusing more on my craft, um, putting more time into my craft, you know, along with my younger brother, too. So because he was kind of early in his career, you know, didn't play much at Sun Prairie, so. It gave us another opportunity, you know, to play together and then, you know, just take the game much more serious.
0: Oh, facts, man. Shout out Killer. You know, that's my – you know, yeah. Kobe, my dog, you know, <laughs> Killer Cole. You know, he's going to have a, a huge year uh, out of USC too. So. Sure. uh So when y'all came to Nicolet, it was your junior year. Uh, your junior year, you averaged 20 points, 11 rebounds, six assists. You were named Gatorade Player of the Year, AP Player of the Year, while leading – Nicole to our first ever state championship. Yeah. Like, just talk about that. Like from I think you guys made the made the announcement or whatever. Like July fourth, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, kind of lead me from like July fourth. Would well, that have been twenty eighteen to March twenty nineteen when we won a yeah. state? When yeah. We wanna, yeah, when we won, when we won a state title. Yeah, no, so I kinda
1: of still remember that day, you know, just kind of when we made that announcement, you know, hopped on Instagram live. We was down in uh Florida at the time for an AU tournament. Um, so you know, me, Mari, Kobe, you know, we all on live, you know, and I tell them uh we going to Nicolet. And then there's of course, you know, at the time, you know, that's when the kind of the KD thing was still kind of, you know, more relevant and that was more of the talk. So like people the saying, super thing. The super team, you know, <laughs> I'm going to join the super team, like all that. So, you know, there was a lot of hate that came along with that
0: decision, but
1: ultimately we think we and for sure made the best decision uh at that time.
0: No, for sure. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I remember y'all, y'all broke the internet that day, man. Yeah. Me and Al, were uh we were actually uh, at a barbecue together and we got the news and it was like, Yeah. Okay. All right, yep, let's go. It's go time. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's go time. Uh-huh. Uh man, so that's, let's talk about the, the the state title, right? Yeah. So all okay, we're division two. So all that year, you know, we, we end up going 27 and one. But in the state, it was always that talk, Washington, right? Yeah. Nicolet versus Washington. Nicolay versus Washington. So how the brackets ended up. We ended up meeting in the championship game. What was going through your head? And, uh, but before, but before you answer that, I don't know if you remember. After we won a semifinal game, we were watching the lacrosse yep. central in Washington and the student section. You know, it was yeah. okay. Yeah, go go ahead. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it.
1: And uh, just hearing that around the city, man, that was like that was the talk because you know we were both blowing teams out. You know, we were all handling business. And then by the time March came, uh. That's when you know the talk got hotter, you know, around you know Facebook going crazy, you know, all that going crazy, a little trash talk on Instagram and all that. Um, but once we got to play them, man, that was kind of like I think a sense of relief for both of us. Like, okay, we're gonna see who the better team now. We both got great records, great coaches, all that. Um, so we're gonna see who the better team is. And I think, you know, we heard that talk and we heard that talk from them a lot more than we talk to them you know so just hearing that from them I think we were extra motivated going into that game you know especially uh all, all the top guys you know it was me Mike's the number one player in the country at the time you know Deontay Deontay Long uh you know he was really good so um uh, just having that talk man I think that fueled us man just uh right away all, uh right out the gates just just get on there with them
0: and they had brought in Trey White too Oh yeah, Trey White. I forgot he transferred. Like, yep. what was that? February he came it's in, like, right? It was like January or February. Yep, yep. Yeah. And then now, now him and Kobe are teammates. Yeah, <laughs> which is great. But no, hey. he transferred. He, he, oh, he transferred? transferred. Oh, did yeah. he? Oh, yeah. gotcha. Okay. Oh, got you. Yeah, yeah, but they just played together
1: last year. You know, it's crazy how things come full circle.
0: <laughs> back fact. Yeah. So, so in that game, um, there was a there was a dunk. That pretty much shifted the whole momentum of the game. Yeah. C- kind of talk us talk us through that talk us through that play and and what went what went down.
1: I think it was second half or whatever, man. Like, I think James get the steal. You know, he a couple dribbles. And I, I see Mike. You know, I'm I'm not thinking he sees me though. So, you know, when James threw the lob. And I timed it just right. You know, I got got the takeoff right and all that. So I timed it just right. And I seen him backing up. So I was like, oh, in my head, I was like, I got to finish this. I got to finish this. I did it, man. And I was like, it was a sense of relief, man. Like, you know, like, I felt like I was the best player in the state, you know, regardless of class at that time. You know, and even though he was getting a lot of talk as well, you know, I just wanted to, you know, make some type of statement in that way. So, you know, it felt good to do that.
0: That, that was definitely a statement. I mean, that game, we set a record for the most – I don't think that was the most attended Division II uh, state championship game. Oh, like,
1: easy,
0: easy, easy. Yeah, and, like, all 18, 19,000, however many it was, whether you were Nicolet or for Washington or just there as a spectator, yeah. like, everybody went crazy. And, like, the – the like I said, that momentum shift, it just – it took – you know, it just took – it took Mike's heart, like, quite frankly. Yeah. It just it took, his mark, took his heart. took his heart. And then yep. I think the rest of the team kind of outside of a couple players like you know D-Tay still was balling, but yeah. for the most part, you know he was he was done after that. But that that dunk is still like in game, like that's one of the nastiest dunks I've ever seen, bro. And then on that on that stage too,
1: yeah, no, it, it was crazy because you know you feel like the the crowd just wore after that, so they you, know, oh, yeah, you got to celebrate somehow, man. You know, like I didn't really know what to do in that moment, but yeah, that was. That was a crazy experience, man. Just that whole state atmosphere, you know. That's what we were talking about all year, and then we practicing in MSOE with the loud noises going on on the ox like getting ready for you know playing in that type of environment, man. So it was, it was, it was definitely a hell of a run.
0: Y'all was prepared. Y'all was prepared. Y'all was ready, man. I mean, we just had to, you know, pretty much just lay, like we just let y'all play. You know, we obviously mm-hmm. we had some some structure and some, uh, you know, some some game planning, but. I mean, just the the team that we had, man. We didn't have to we didn't have to do too much, you know, with with you guys because y'all just played yeah. good and y'all competed. And y'all all were dogs, man. So sure. that was a good time. Good time. Yeah. So Jay, you got a you got a cold nickname, bro. East Bay Jay. <laughs> yeah. So when was the first East Bay in game done?
1: First East Bay in game. It was at Sun Prairie my sophomore year. I think it was uh, regionals. So it was in the playoffs at the time. And then our first and second game, and I th- got a fast break. You know, I was tired of doing, you know, the back scratch, you know, yep. the windmill. Like, so I wanted to switch it up, and I didn't see nobody in front of me. So when I come down on that left side, like, you know, that's where I feel like I get up the most. So honestly, it was just in the moment type of thing. I didn't think I was going to make it. I didn't even try, like, you know, picturing it in my head before the game and none of that. And, you know, that was that was my first time doing it. And ever since it just became just one of my things.
0: Yeah. No, and, and for you to do it, like, in the game, like, do you, like, was it premeditated? Like, like, were y'all talking, like, before, or, like, were you and Kobe, like, like, yeah, if I get a steal, I'm, I'm just going to back. Nah, that's what's
1: crazy because I didn't even feel like I had the bounce, you know, that type of bounce yet, you know, at that, uh, point in my career, so uh no, nah, it was definitely something that wasn't talked about. But I think I only did it like a couple times before that. I might have did it like four or five times because I never tried it. I never felt like I need I got up enough, you know, to to complete that. But,
0: but yeah, oh, that's cool. That's cool nickname, East Bay J East Bay J Thought that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out to Brie Love, <laughs> Jaffy Davis Jr. Right? Yeah, yeah. All right. So after after we had that you know that that uh championship run you know your 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 junior year uh you decide to to transfer down to the Florida to IMG Academy for your senior year. So talk a little bit about what went into that decision and then uh how was that experience?
1: Nah, uh you know the, my decision after winning that state title, you know, that's of course what I wanted to do in high school, you know, uh do that in my state and you know explore other options, you know, for my senior years. Um so I made the decision to go down to IMG, um, you know, just for, like I said before, the same reason why I came to Milwaukee, just to elevate my game, elevate, uh, be around like-minded people, you know, where people have, you know, aspirations and goals. Um, so, so that was that was a, that was was a experience to say the least, um, but I definitely learned from it and I don't think I'd be where I am um, right now if that wasn't where to happen.
0: No, for sure, for sure, and I mean, uh, a player who's of your caliber, a five star, you know, as much as Al and I didn't want to see you leave, we understood, yep. you know what I mean, because it's like, okay, it's IMG, like they got the best facilities, best trainers, you know, and for where you where your, you know, where your future was heading, you know, selfishly we were like, dang, like you know, we come back, like we gonna, we can back to back, you know, yeah. easy. You know, that's what we thinking, But, you know, uh, you know, for your future, we didn't want to be you know, selfish and, and, and hold you back. So uh, so but you end up, you know, coming back yep. to to Nicolay and after some other, you know, uh, bouts with <laughs> it, with the, with the uh, you know, you, you get you end up getting cleared. So you end up averaging, you know, 24, 11 and nine. Or, I'm sorry, 24, 11 and five. In the nine games uh that but before COVID hit. So mm-hmm. when you came back, like what was your mindset?
1: Oh, uh, there was no doubt in my mind we was winning the state championship, if I got clear, you know, because I had I was just dealing with a lot of criticism from outside noise at the time, you know, social media, people wondering why is Jalen not at IMG. So just hearing that, um, and just kind of being kind of isolated during that stretch, you know, of leaving IMG and returning back to Nicolet, just being isolated in that time. That kind of, you know, just made me, you know, more hungry um, and just made me more dedicated to, to what I want to do. Um, so I came back, you know, just kind of with that mindset, you know, just kill everyone, um, show them that you're still one of the best players in the nation and all that. So, um, you know, that was kind of my mindset just, you know, when I did return to Nicolette.
0: And, and we were we were on pace. We were on pace. We were going to back to back. We were going to go back to back for sure. No because we had the game. So we played that Thursday. We mm-hmm. smacked Whitefish Bay. I think we ended yeah. up beating Whitefish Bay at Port Washington by like twenty five or twenty seven. Mm-hmm. And I I vividly remember it. we our our routine. You know, the coaches, some of the parents. You know, your parents were there. We went to the brick. Yeah. And that's when like everything just started like shutting down. Like as we were at the brick, we we're saying, "Oh, Nike's closed." Like all these like large companies mm-hmm. like shutting down. So we like, dang. So, but uh, you know, I guess the consolation is, I guess what the Journal Sentinel they they made us like the the virtual stadium yeah whatever so. <laughs> that's supposed to be. <laughs> nah, but that that last game though, I still. I still
1: sit wrong with me because Kobe. You know how Kobe be talking, talking shit all the time. Always, uh, always. Kobe happened to have more points than me in that game. So did for he? The rest of my, for the rest of my life, I gotta hear I had more points <laughs> than in your last game in high school. So that's the only downfall of that game, and you know, <laughs> uh, having the season cut short. Because I, I love
0: it. I love it. No, Kobe. Yeah, Kobe is a uh he's a he's a master. He's a master at that trash talk. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> no, matter, no matter what it is, no matter no what matter it what is. No matter what it is. He's, he's gonna, he gonna, talk. He gonna talk. He gonna talk. So so uh so COVID shuts down. You're already committed to to go to Duke. Mm-hmm. So what was your who who else was in the run? Who was your top five and what kind of propelled Duke uh you know over the, over the other four? Yeah,
1: no, I think my top five was or top four or whatever, Kentucky, Arizona, um, Wisconsin, and of course Duke. Um, but the main reason I chose Duke, um, I think it was my relationship I built with the coaches, like as cliche as that sounds, like, you know, in in this in this industry, you know, there's a lot of, like not industry, but whatever it is, um, there's a lot of fake love and you know, fake care going around and I felt like Duke was the most genuine with me. They were honest. They were upfront. They were there for me when I was isolated at IMG. Um, they were there with me every step of the way. Coach K calling me, telling me everything's going to be good. So just hearing that and hearing that affirmation from them, you know, just kind of made me more secure in my decision um, and made me more happy with it um, and just looking forward to, you know, get things
0: started with them. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, and I, I, I was fortunate enough to be on the – uh at the at the home visit with the you know with the coaching staff you know oh, yeah. to have, have Coach K you know chilling in your living room eating yeah. new chicken and spaghetti and, you yeah, know yeah. just chopping it up so uh, along with the rest of the coaching staff so um, yeah. so you know as a as a basketball player right like you you say like D one D one D one but obviously there's levels to to D one so Duke like that's like when you say like oh, I'm going to Duke or I want to go to Duke. That's like top of the top, and for you to go to Duke and then set records like at Duke, like that speaks volumes about you know what you like, what you, what you accomplished. So I just got a couple stats that I'm gonna read. So you were named ACC Freshman of the Week, uh, after uh, scoring 19 points, grabbing 19 rebounds, five assists, and four block shots. That 19 points came without missing a shot. You went 8 for 8, 1 for 1 from 3, 2 for 2 from free throw line, setting the Duke freshman record for the most points in a game with a 100% shoot. Also, first Duke player in history to post the stat line of 19 plus points, 19 plus rebounds, 5 assists and 4 blocks in a game. You became the first Duke player all-time to score at least 20 points, have at least 15 rebounds, at least 7 assists and no turnovers in a game. Like just thinking about like the long lineage of, you know, of that, you know, of the brotherhood, like, how does that, how does that make you, how does that make you feel to know that, you know, it was a tough time going through COVID, you know, in battling injuries, but yet you were still able to like, you know, succeed and have some, you know, some success at, at Duke. So like, just talk about the, your you know, your experience there. No, my
1: experience at Duke was great. Um, but man, like, Worst part about it, it was during COVID, man. Like, I didn't get to experience Duke how, you know, all these other guys got to experience Duke. I didn't get to play in front of the Cameron Crazies. When I came on my visit, that was one of the main things. I wanted to play in front of that. I wanted to play in Cameron Indoor for that for that Duke UNC game, you know, where it's sold out, you know, people camping out. Like, I didn't get to experience that. So, like, just having that type of season, though, like, you know, and being able to accomplish that type of thing um, for the university, you know, of course it meant a lot um but just wish you know there was fans around you know so I could feel like we were you know it was an actual game like it was college like I got to like yeah so yeah
0: So talk a little bit more about that experience like were y'all in dorms were y'all in like, yeah. how, how was like how was that during Nah yeah we
1: was we was at the hotel we were at a hotel all year um so just kind of Being in a hotel, like I said, that isolation, um, you know, that that really adds up on people. So, like, you know, I was going through things at the time, um, you know, just my own mental being. um, But like I said, man, like, I feel like all these experiences and, you know, uh, situations I've been in Duke senior year of high school, I feel like that's that's why I'm here uh, where I'm at today.
0: For sure. For sure. Yeah. It, de- it definitely made you you know definitely made you stronger and more resilient Strong. so you know after that season you you de- you declare for the draft yeah. so kind of walk us through that process and like as far as like agents workouts and yeah. you whole know, 9
1: yeah no so well, i kind of knew that i was signing with uh you know clutch just kind of right away from the jump um, i had a great relationship with luke um, Lucas Noon and then Rich, of course, uh, too. Um, so just starting off, you know, kind of building that foundation. We had a plan going into the pre-draft um, just with with everything, uh, you know, because I was dealing with a lot of scrutiny coming and leaving from Duke because you never hear about any freshman that's highly talented, you know, leaving Duke early. Um, so we were kind of just, you know, working through the, the media aspect of that, you know, how to handle things and all that. So it was really, like like I said, man, just another locked-in offseason or pre-draft, I mean, um, just kind of, you know, staying in the gym, staying in the gym. So when I go work out with these teams in June, uh, in July, like they can tell I've been in the gym. I look like a whole different player than I was at Duke. So that was kind of the goal. That was kind of the plan uh, for me just to stay in that gym, man. There was nothing else going on in my life uh, other than just honing in on basketball. And that's literally my – daily daily thing like i got to got to be in that gym got to be in that gym no matter what so just doing two a days you know creating that routine you know starting to eat better like you know just trying to become a pro during that time um so uh, that, that 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 process and all that man that was that was great cuz it was kind of like a weight off my shoulders like i'm getting to chase my dream no matter how we do it no matter where we get picked like i i'm doing it like it's it's here like i got a chance to play on an nba team so i wasn't going to let anything else, you know, st- or stop me or, you know, try to diminish my dreams because my dream was to play in the NBA. I didn't have a draft pick in mind. I didn't have a, you know, I want to be a top five pick. Like, I just wanted to play in the NBA. I wanted to make a name for myself. So it, it, it was a great process.
0: So, so so like you said, man, you you signed with Clutch, you know, and wh- how, how dope has it been to learn from someone like Rich Paul? No, it's been it's been great,
1: man. Uh, Rich is full of knowledge, like full of knowledge. Like he'll no matter no matter what the topic is, he's going to have some insightful things to say about it. Like, uh, yeah, like he he just gives out free game. That's really what it is. Give out free game. Um, He's looking to give back to people. Um, So, so, yeah, it's been it's been great just, you know, being up under his wing kind of. Um, and just seeing how he does things seeing how he
0: operates um so it's it's, it's been a uh, great learning from oh, him oh, shout out rich man i remember at the at the draft you know at your at your dinner um, he he's like he's like one up you know what i mean yeah, but, no, for real. He just, just chops it up like you said but just giving free game and wants to see you know people be successful yeah so I, I remember him telling you you know he told you he's like hey I told you by yourself, but now I'm gonna tell you with your, you know, with your friends and family here. Like I can I can get you two hundred, three hundred, four maybe four hundred million, you know, over the course of your career. You gotta stay away from the goofy shit. I just I remember him saying that. He's like, gotta stay away from the goofy shit. So like, you know, for for him to obviously build clutch and you know, his brand and have that, you know, business acumen that he has and like I think that's that's huge, you know, just for a young player like yourself, you know, the to help out with all the, the off the court stuff yeah, you're gonna do what you, sure. you're gonna do what you need to do on the court but yep. you know, to have a, a, a group you know with like Rich and you know with Luke as well you know I think that's that's huge you know, obviously your, your family holds you down as well so sure. uh, so you're invited to the green room yeah. talk a little bit about like like that like once you got that call like hey you know you, you invite you to the green room like, like what, what what's going through your mind and Talk about the, the whole like the draft process.
1: So I was just excited to get get that invite, of course. Um, you know, because you're hearing a lot of things. Am I gonna slip? Am I gonna fall out the first round? All that. I'm hearing all that at the time. So when I got that invite, it was kind of like, okay, like the team's gonna get me. Like no matter where I fall, like a team's gonna pick me up. So that that experience in the green room that night, man, like a lot of emotion, like a lot of, a lot of emotions, like a lot of uncertainty going on in my head, Uh, me looking at my parents just like, because we're all kind of waiting at that time. I know you guys are up in the crowd waiting too, like anxiously waiting. Um, So it was was definitely nerve-wracking and then you see like certain teams that you worked out for multiple times where you felt like you had the best workout of your life in front of them and, you know, they pass by, they pick another guy and another team you had a lot of workouts for, they pick another guy and then I think around like 16 or 17 is when I find out I'm going to Atlanta. That's when, you know, Luke told me, you know, Atlanta's going to take you if you're still there. So I was excited, man. Like I I said, man, it wasn't about the pick for me. Uh, I was just excited, you know, to go showcase what I do. Uh, I'm going to make a way for myself regardless where you put me at. Like, and my talents are going to put me on the floor
0: with what I bring. For sure. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. So – so you get the call, say about, you said about 17, 18 picks. So you know that you're going to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Is it, is it, is it still not real yet? Like until you actually hear Adam Silver say your name?
1: Nah, yeah. No, it's still didn't feel real even in that moment, man. Like mm-hmm. to be honest with you, like you walk up on the stage, man, you don't know what to think. Like no check deposit, no, no uniform yet. You don't know what trades happened on draft night. Like you know, because you see a lot of that sometimes and, you know, it's just a lot of uncertainty. So, you know, I was kind of still like still just trying to feel everything out at the time and just kind of, you know, take it all in, of course, but, you know, just still kind of, you know, just anxiously waiting to get settled in my new home and all that. So, yeah.
0: So you get picked to number 20 to the Atlanta Hawks. Like, Actually let us let's, let's let's take it back a little bit. So mm-hmm. draft draft night, like kind of give the people like a behind the scenes of like what goes on after you walk across that stage, get your hat, yeah. and take Adam Silver's hand.
1: Yeah, so walking after you walk across that stage,
0: you go to uh
1: somebody from the NBA, takes you to the back. Um, they walk you through a lot of media, like an hour worth of media, you know, because I didn't get to the family room for like another hour or something, whatever it was. So just doing a lot of media, Um, you know, you're talking to your new team. You might get a call from your coach. You're probably going to get a call from your coach and your GM, you know, just congratulating you a few teammates might reach out. Um, So there's just a lot of things you have to do uh, once you go back there. But, of course, it's fun. They're making fun of it. They're asking you about your draft suit. Um, like who you brought with you, just asking a bunch of fun questions to make it fun, you know, just kind of still be excited at the time because you know, once you get drafted, you want to go celebrate with your family or friends. So just having that patience, you know, just a way to do all that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what they do behind the scenes.
0: Gotcha, got So what was what was like that first right. like welcome to the NBA moment for you? Where you like, damn, I'm here. Like this this is real.
1: I think it was, there's, there's a couple, there's a couple moments. Okay. You know, uh, first I'd say media day. That's when you get your jersey and all that. You see your jersey for the first time with your last name on the back, the number you want, like, feel like 2K, like, for real. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just so. kind of like the whole process, the storyline of it. It was kind of, oh, my bad. You good, you good. No, just kind of like the whole storyline of it, um, there was a lot of similarities in that sense, just like this excitement and just, just enjoying, enjoying that. So that was kind of like my first initial one as far as playing, man, I say this past year, you know, when you lining up against KD, you lining up, you guarded Bron, you guarded de Rose, you guarded all these types of guys, man, that you just, you watch their highlights, you admire them, you, you respect what they do because they do it at the highest level. So just playing against them and, you know, actually being in the game, you know, just like it—it it, it was different for sure. And just kind of, you know, when they hit you with a move like, you know, that that you just can't stop. That's kind of like, I think KD like first first time we played Brooklyn, I think uh he went for like fifteen out the gate, and I'm guarding him at the time, and I'm like, he shit, hey, shit, I can do so like, just kind of had seeing seeing their their, their greatness uh up close and personal it, it was it was cool to see.
0: That's what's up. That's what's up. So, you know, you signed you signed you sign a contract four years, about 13 mil, 12.8. So what I know you made sure moms are straight, pops are straight. What was what was your purchase? Like what was your splurge where you was like, all right, like yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm a, I'm gonna buy something nice for Jake. Yeah, no, I think I I think I think I got
1: a change uh that was kind of like my first thing and then i got a car uh of course um got a got a band so it was kind of like okay i'm driving this i'm not driving my parents with no more like i'm not wearing no no fake chains none of that like i'm not i'm not doing none of that no more like this is real this is this is my car this is my chain. like i bought this with my money so that was kind of like you know my first like big purchase i think
0: that's what's up, that's what's up. so who who was who's one of the Players who you played against that like where you were like shocked that had like like a like a bag, like a deep bag, like where you like, damn like we got some shit. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean the obvious yeah. answer is Kyrie. Um Damn, that's a good question. Who had ice bag? I'm trying to think of who who gave us a tough time this past year. There's a lot of guys for real, man. Like That's that's what's so special about the NBA, man. You see a lot of guys, you know, you might be that one game that they play and they go crazy. Like, damn, I didn't know he had that. He was just averaging like seven points or, you know, not scoring like that. And he's doing, he just dropped 40 on us. Like, that's like kind of the the fluctuating thing about the NBA. You don't know who's going to get off that night. So I'm trying to think though. Yeah, I say Kyrie, man. Like, it's just amazing watching him just like, have counters to his counters, and then reading what the defense, you know, reading their feet, like, just all that type of things. You see that in person. Like, you see him doing it. You see him, like, telling his teammates clear out if he got some, got some mismatch. Like, it's just it's, – it's stuff like that.
0: Oh, I got you. I got you. I, th- I think when I had asked you that question a couple years, maybe you – might have been the summer that you had got drafted. I think you had said Jordan Clarkson. Jordan oh, yeah, yeah, Jordan Clarkson.
1: Yeah. yeah. Cause we was working out at the time, yeah, or yeah, with Chris, you know, playing at playing an open round with Chris Johnson. Yeah, you know, no, just seeing, seeing his balance and just he, he definitely got a deep bag for sure. He, he's he nice.
0: back fact. So, Jay, so last year, uh, you know, you had a, a mid-season coaching change, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, how how has that been? You know, adjusting with the, you know, to 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 Quinn Snyder. It's been
1: great. Quinn's been great for me. He's been great for the team, great for the organization. Um, you know, just having that mastermind, uh, genius, you know, uh, just knowing every, everything about basketball, knowing every little aspect about the game. And you can talk for hours with him about it. Um, and he's really a players coach, I feel like. Like, he gets to know his players. He cares for his players. and you genuinely feel that. So like once that coaching change happened, you know we had we had our talks, um, and I was ready to go, man. Like I was excited for this new coach. You know we have a common thing. Uh, you know we both went to Duke. Uh, he's a, he's a Duke alumni as well. So um, just having that kind of you know similarity between both of us, um, you know that kind of started a connection
0: early. So, so, I love it. I love it. So last season you last season you averaged fifteen minutes. Six points and four rebounds. What can we expect from Jalen Johnson this season? Like what are some of your what are some of your goals? I know it, don't give me the cliche answer. You know, I, yeah, yeah. like give me, give me some, give me some numbers, man. Give me some numbers.
1: Man, numbers, I can't tell you, man, but I, I promise you it's gonna look
0: a whole lot different than last year. A whole lot different. <laughs> I, I dig so, it. I dig it.
1: <laughs> just as far as everything, man. Just me just looking like I'm having more fun out there to you know, maybe getting more rebounds, whatever it may be, man. I'm just excited to really have a full season on uh, a coach, uh, new teammates, and, you know, the former guys who are back from last year, um, you know, just continue to build what uh, we, you know, what we kind of started.
0: Sure. And, and like you said, you know, with, uh, you know, just out there just having fun, you know, and I think that obviously is a, a great, you know, a grander scale, but. You know, from the, the the transition from Sun Prairie to Nicolet. you know what I mean. I see, like you know, you 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 know you yeah. were able to be free. You know, we let you play point. You was one through one through five for us. You yeah. know what I mean. So, um, just giving you that freedom and that opportunity, you know, to thrive because you're you're so talented, you're so gifted. Like it's just it's you got you got to let you got to let you rock. You got to let you rock. So this this past off season, what's been the main thing that you like? like really wanted to improve?
1: Uh, well, my shooting, Uh, you know, my shooting, of course, you know, that I felt like, you know, that's always been, you know, something I could continue to get better at, but it's obviously it was just a lot of different things that I worked on. You know, I started new things. I started going to Pilates uh, to work different muscles. So, you know, it's just different than regular weightlifting. So be, being able to do that, you know, I'm kind of starting to see it like uh, the impact it has on me when I'm on the court um started doing yoga so there was a lot of things that I was working on working on like off the court you know that helped me on the court as well um and as far as just like you know on the court just refining everything uh working with Chris on counters you know mid post you know places where I'm gonna be at during the game um that was kind of you know the target this summer and working on that.
0: So you Pilates and yoga so you're gonna be even more bouncy?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. No, I got yeah. I feel more bouncy right now, for
0: sure. That's scary. That's scary, bro. That's scary. Yeah. All right, so I got a couple more questions, and then we're gonna yeah. do a rapid fire. I know you're busy, but uh, so what? What? Just kind of walk us through a a day, a day in the life. You know, a Jalen Johnson. You know, what? Uh, in season. Yeah, in
1: season. Well, or well, right now I'll give you I'll give you off day right now, or it's a uh, regular day right now because in season, you know that. Kind of, kind of varies, you know, what city we're in. But um, I wake up at 7, eat breakfast, um, and then I head to the facility at 745, get there around, you know, 8.15, 8.30ish, um, get into the facility, go do my, uh, my warm-up, get warmed up, do my weights. Uh, after I do my weights, I get on the court. Get on the court for however long that it that may be an hour, hour and a half. Um, and then I get uh, in the steam room and then I go uh, cold tub. So that's kind of just like, you know, when I'm at the facility, kind of what I do, the um, things that, you know, have been, you know, became a habit for me.
0: Got no, it's dope. That's dope. All right. So I got some rapid fire questions, five of them. First thing that comes to mind, kind of, you know, kind of yeah. you know, rattles off. Uh, all right, so if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be?
1: Fried
0: chicken. <laughs> I kind of I, I kind knew that. Yeah, yeah I, I know you knew that. Like if you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> all right. Sidetrack. You remember in uh when we went out and played in DC, and oh, and we got everybody, <laughs> we got everybody uh Jimmy John. Uh, yeah. So. And you were like. I don't eat, I don't eat sub. Yeah, I'm dead. like, I'm like, uh, no, I, Coach Al said, you know, everybody eats up. And so then I called, and I said, Hey, Jay said he wants a chicken nuggets. I <laughs> said, Well, take that motherfucker and get us some chicken nuggets. <laughs>
1: No, I remember that. That's, that's
0: a classic one for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think I got like four, like four, what, four piece nuggets or something like yeah, that. You yeah. had like 16 nuggets before the yeah. game yeah. and no, balled out. I'm gonna we'll be straight after that.
1: I'll <laughs> we'll be straight.
0: Right. Uh, once one CD you can play with no skips, that's
1: a great question. One CD I play with no skips, man. I'm gonna have to go recent, probably. Like, okay. I'm trying to think. Yeah, that's a great question, man. There's a lot of albums that i and, and you're
0: a music of, head too. Yeah, there's a lot of no skip albums. That's
1: crazy. Um, man, I I go with it. I'm currently listening to right now. I'm listening to that new Rod Wave album. Okay, okay. There's no skips on that. You know, you talking talking real shit. None of that. You know, drinking all that, all that other stuff. You know, but Got like you
0: know, about real life stuff. So I've been playing his.
1: His last album, you know, and I, I feel like there's no skips.
0: I dig it. I dig it. All right, bet. All right. If you could have one superpower, <clears throat> what would it be?
1: Invisibility.
0: Song or movie title to describe your life. Phone. Oh. You said a phone or movie title? No, song. Song. Oh so- song, song or, movie title. or yeah, song or movie title. Mm. Long journey. I love, it. love yep. it. All right, last one. Favorite shooter in
1: Favorite shooter hooping. Uh, LeBron twenties. <laughs>
0: All right. Yeah, I've been All right. F- follow up to that question: When you plan against LeBron, do you wear his shoes? Man, I got to this year. You know, kind of <laughs> like the unspoken
1: rule, but man, like it just feel good on my
0: feet. Uh,
1: you know, I'm a own big shoe. Like, whatever's comfortable for me, I'm going to wear it. Like, I'm not going to be switching shoes like that. So, that's kind of been the one I've been pretty consistent with.
0: Got you, got you, got you. Well, Jay, man, I appreciate you, man, pulling up to Leaf with the Legends podcast. Yes, man, we got Jalen Johnson, five former five-star recruit, Duke basketball. Now he's a small forward for the Atlanta Hawks, man. I appreciate you pulling up to the podcast, bro. Best of luck yes, sir. this season. Yes, everyone,
1: brother. Appreciate you.
0: No doubt, no doubt.